I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode, along with every episode this season, is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 122-104 to win over the New Orleans Pelicans. I have to say this one is bittersweet. Uh, it's definitely sweet for reasons because, you know, you got Pascal Siakam, who had 44 points, which matches a career high, and you got OJ Anobi, who was excellent in this game. Uh, and Norman Powell was also definitely a standout from this one, but... I mean, I'm just going to get to the bad part first and uh, <laughs> just go over that before going to the positives. Hopefully, that'll make it a little bit easier. But yeah, I mean, Kyle Lowry suffered a uh, left thumb fracture, apparently, uh, at first during the game. You know, so th- the play happened. It was very innocent. Uh, you know, the Raptors early in the first quarter were having this issue with offensive rebounds, especially when Ibaka came into the game. Uh, Derek Favors were just was grabbing a, couple, a bunch of, you know, second chance points and on one of those possessions, Favors came down with the ball. Kyle tried to swipe at it, and apparently he just must have caught his thumb or something. Uh, he was sort of hold, holding it, favoring it as the sort of play went on. Eventually, he checked out of the game. It was a bit of a concern then. But then he came back into the game, and the Raptors uh, PR staff said, oh, yeah, it's a fingernail issue. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then, you know, while that was happening, Kyle immediately hit a three. So I, I thought, no, I thought nothing of it. I, I thought, you know, maybe it's just fine. But after the game, um, it was revealed that Kyle has a, uh, a small fracture in his left thumb. And now he has to go see a specialist in LA. Uh, the timing of it is terrible. He didn't play the second half, obviously for precautionary reasons, but, um, yeah, it's not great. It's, it's, it's not great. Kyle obviously has been killing it all season for the Raptors. Uh, he's been just playing out of his mind. And, you know, there's always the worry of injury with Kyle. Um, obviously, playing him a lot of minutes I don't think helps, and it kind of it maybe exacerbates some of those feels. But I'm just going to get ahead of it and say that this is not on Nick Nurse for playing him a lot of minutes. This was just a freak incident that could have happened at any single point in the game. This is not a wear and tear kind of thing. It's just, it happens, you know. Um, you, when you play as 
aggressively when you play as hard as Kyle, you know, you're bound to sort of take a knock here or there. And this is just really unfortunate. So Kyle didn't play the second half. Serge Ibaka also didn't play the second half because near the end of the first half, Serge was going up for a rebound and uh, he rolled his left ankle uh, on OG's foot and he stayed down for two possessions. You know, the play went back and forth. The Raptors finally got the, the foul call and then uh, stopped the game. And so Serge was able to come out of the game and, uh, you know, it was just, it was really unfortunate. You know, Serge, again, it's a very innocent play. It has nothing to do with anything. It could happen at any time. He goes up for a rebound. He comes down on OG's foot. It just, it, it freaking sucks. And, uh, you know, at first it looked, maybe it was okay because Ibaka was able to, you know, limp off the court under his own power, go to a locker room. But then he didn't come back for the second half. Uh, there was a thought that, you know, maybe this is precautionary. Maybe he's going to be okay. But, uh, and then, you know, after the game, when reporters got into there and asked questions about that, uh, you know, Nick Nurse said that Ibaka's sprain is severe. And that, uh, you know, Paul Jones reported that, uh, you know, Ibaka left the arena with a walking boot and in crutches. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about Nick Nurse and sort of his rotation and how he's basically run with, uh, what, seven guys? Well, that's down to five. And they got to play the two L.A. teams, which are pretty much the two best teams in the league coming up, uh, you know, on Sunday and uh, on Monday, back to back. So that's fun. That's fun. But, uh yeah, that's it's not good. And just, you know, um, luckily, at least I guess to get to the positives, at least the Raptors still got the win. Uh, I mean, they got a 18-point win, thanks in large part because Pascal Siakam matched the career high with 44 points. He was sensational. OG Ananobi came one point shy of matching his career high with 21. The two of them were sensational. The two of them were just picking the Pelicans apart. I mean... Uh, you know, if honestly, it reminded me a little bit of, you know, there were times last season where Kawhi will have the superhuman game. And what was nice about it was that Pascal would also match that energy and also sort of, uh, you know, sort of just play that Robin role. And this year, it seems very much like Pascal has sort of shifted over to being that Batman role. And OG is now, you know, that Robin. And, you know, I don't think OG is as qualified um, or as talented as um Pascal is as a scorer, but I mean, I don't know, man. He keeps showing new things, but right now, obviously, Pascal is ahead of him. Uh, Pascal, man, <laughs> he is just, he's incredible to watch. He had 26 points in the first half where he drained five three-pointers. It was um, sensational. I mean, he was pulling up for three around the high screen. Uh, as long as he gets his footwork down, that, that's, that shot is money, and he's clear that he's working on it. You know, he's obviously leaking on transition, maybe not so much now that Kyle's out, and again, that's just such a bummer, but, you know, Fred was just killing them, and in the first half, in the first half, two buckets really stood out to me, which, you know, uh, we're going to get to our, our new segment, Buckets, presented by KFC early, just just get it out of the way early, but one of the plays uh, that just really stood out to me was, so the Raptors ran this little pick and roll between Fred and Marcus Gasol. Uh, it didn't really go anywhere. Mark was able to get deep post position, however. Fred swings it from the point to the wing to Matt Thomas, who instantly puts the ball into the post for Mark Gasol. And then sort of Matt Thomas and Fred sort of do a cross. And, uh, you know, in the midst of that, Fred decides instead of just switching positions, he actually makes a smart cut down the lane. Mark is able to feed Fred. And uh, on the cut, Fred draws the help before he goes up for the to the rim for the layup, and Fred kicks it out to Pascal in the corner for three. Uh, 
it was a beautiful sequence. Uh, and honestly, you know, the Raptors are just playing beautiful basketball all the first half. I mean, that's a candidate for uh, your bucket of the game presented by KFC. But honestly, you know, like, they're, Fred, uh, you know, wasn't even involved in the next one. Like, Pascal, like, he had Josh Hart in the post one-on-one. And I actually like Josh Hart a lot. I, I like what he's done for the Pelicans this year. He's had a couple of 30-point games. It's been real surprising. And I like his uh, competitiveness on defense. But, man, Pascal, I, I never really seen a guy dropped on a spin move before. I mean, sure, it's happened. But Pascal hit Josh Hart with a spin move that was so quick that Josh Hart kind of, like, jumped with both feet one way just to try to, like, I don't know, pivot himself to go back the other way and stay with Pascal. But, yeah, he ended up slipping, falling on the floor, basically doing uh, playing Twister, and Pascal got to the rim for a layup. Also, no help defense on that play. It's just the Pelicans, they, they just did not play very hard tonight. But, yeah, so the Raptors, you know, they were sensational in the first half. Pascal was sensational in the first half, 26. And so, you know, eventually the Pelicans did try to take the game a little bit more seriously. Uh, they started playing a, a, at least somewhat respectable defense. You know, the game sort of... I mean, the Raptors had like 25 fast break points in the first half alone. That's just unacceptable. Like, you know, the the Raptors are second in the NBA coming into this game at 19.1 fast break points per game. And they got to six more points uh, above their average in just the first half. Like, Pelicans, man, please, just can you please care about the 16 fans in your arena? Like, just please show some professionalism. Um so the second half of the game, you know, slowed down. It was a little bit tougher to get buckets. Um, you know, I think the Pelicans were kind of, I don't want to say they showed some pride, but they definitely didn't want Pascal walking all over them. So, um, again, they put guys like Drew Holiday on him. Uh, they put Brandon Ingram on him. They put Josh Hart. They, they they tried everybody. I mean, they tried even like Kenrich Williams, who apparently is supposed to be a decent defender. He does. He's one of those guys that tries hard and, and scraps off the bench. Pascal was just embarrassing these guys, like just embarrassing them. But, you know, it, it, there was one play that really stood out in the fourth quarter where, you know, Pascal at this point was basically getting the ball every single time down the floor and nobody could stop him. For some reason, the Pelicans also didn't double team him, which I'm just like, this is like Sam Mitchell in the Kobe 81 point game. Like, why are you not double teaming the one guy on the team that could score? At that point, Kyle and uh, Serge were both out of the game. So why would you not do everything in your power to stop Pascal from scoring? Like, if Chris Boucher takes a three, so be it. But, like, I mean, you know, Pascal's a guaranteed bucket. So, I don't know. I can't explain what the Pelicans are doing. But, regardless, uh, one play that stood out to me was in the fourth quarter, you know, uh, the Pelicans made this bit of a run. You know, the Raptors were up, like, 29, and they had cut it down to about 12. And, you know, the game could have swung. It could have continued to swing. And Nick Nurse calls timeout. He puts Pascal into the game. And, you know, the Pelicans, they send Kenrich Williams to pressure Pascal beyond half court, which is rare. You know, you just don't usually see it happen, especially with Pascal. But, okay, he's pressures him, you know, above half court. You know, he's put the elbow into his into his side. Uh, he's swiping for the ball. And Pascal, at one point, is forced to turn, and I thought he might throw the ball away and sort of reset and maybe try to get a poster or something simpler. But Pascal's like, no. First off, this is Kenrich Williams, okay, uh... I could take him. And second of all, like, what are you even doing? What are you even doing? Like, there's no point in trying to press up that high against Pascal nowadays because his handle was so good that it really allows him to weaponize his quickness. And his quickness is incredible. 
Like, he is elite in terms of quickness. Pascal uh, immediately busts out into a dribble move, puts it behind his back, crosses over twice, um, gets uh, fakes Kendrick Williams out completely, gets him going right while Pascal, you know, cuts back left. The lane is open. Pascal darts down the middle of the lane. Uh, is fouled, I think, by whoever the help defender was. I think it was Holiday on the baseline. Finishes through contact, gets the layup, and then <laughs> as he's walked to the free throw line, he turns around and basically tells Kendrick William, "Get the f off me." And uh, I, I just I love the confidence, I love the mentality there, and I also love the mentality when Pascal, you know, when the Raptors needed the most. Not that this game necessarily needed a closer because the Raptors were up double digits, but you know there was times where it felt like the the Pelicans might do something to make it a little bit uh, shaky of a finish, but. Pascal ensured that the Raptors had this win by going to the post against Drew Holiday. And yes, it's a point guard guarding a power forward. There's a mismatch there for sure. But at the same time, Drew Holiday is a very, very good defender. I mean, like it, it will be akin to posting up Kyle Lowry, for example. And um, yeah, Pascal just took Drew Holiday to the cup over and over and over again. Holiday, like Williams, tried to sw- uh, swipe for the ball. Pascal's handle is so good nowadays. It doesn't matter. And uh Man, Pascal, sensational night, man, sensational night. He capped it uh, his uh, 43rd and 44th points of the night. He got stuck in the post at the elbow area. He had to pick up his dribble, and he decided, I'm just going to throw it up like a push shot from 15 feet. Somehow that swishes as well, and uh, he had a chance at the end with a three to maybe set a new career high or even challenge for 50, but um, didn't get it done. But Pascal tonight, 44 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 17 of 28 shooting, 5 of 10 from 3, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. Uh, man, just an incredible performance. For most of the game, he wasn't in foul trouble. Towards the end, he picked up a couple of cheap ones. Uh, but, I mean, nothing to nitpick about Pascal's game whatsoever tonight. He is sensational. He is a superstar. And this is the type of effort that uh, gets you over the top. I mean, it's it's incredible what he was doing. And it was funny when Brandon Ingram were trying to go at Adam and they were trying to play one-on-one. Like, Brandon, bro, it's not the same. There's levels, you know? And and Brandon is uh, is playing good this year. He, he's breaking out this year. Congratulations. But it feels real empty, you know? When you get 27 points on 10 to 25 shooting, it just feels empty, and you're minus 25 in 31 minutes, and your coach doesn't really put you until the uh, the very end of the game. It feels kind of empty, whereas Pascal was just cooking from start to finish. The s- lowest amount of points he had in all four quarters was in the third quarter where he had eight. Every, th- every other quarter he had double digits, including 16 in the first quarter. And he had like 13 points in the first five minutes. Like, Pascal is sensational, man. He is really sensational. And then, of course, OG and Anobi. This guy is incredible as well, man. Uh, he keeps taking steps. Uh, and today... 21 points in 30 minutes for OG Ananobi. Again, that's one point off his career high. 7 of 13 shooting. 5 of 7 from 3. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. At one point, OG had knocked down a couple. Uh, It was sort of in a transition situation. OG had the ball. Um, A defender was coming towards him. OG fakes the pass to shift the defender away. And he could have swung the ball to his his left where Kyle Lyra was there and he was asking for the ball with his hands up. Obviously, Kyle's a great shooter. OG says, no. I'm a good shooter too. Let me let me take this shot, and he switches it. And I love that confidence, really. And he's playing with so much, so much confidence to start this season. Uh, you know, the scoring. You know, it's he's going to have opportunities in the offense. We've we've seen it. You know what I mean? Like some opportunities he's going to create for himself. Uh, he he continues to show at least one or two sort of pick and rolls per game where he sort of attacks. He's able to get in the lane, and he's able to he's able to go for one of his power finishes. And that's interesting. Or he's, you know, he's obviously a threat to create for others. 
but you know, it, it's the all around game. Like OG shows you a bit of everything. The work on the offensive glass, the work on the defensive glass, the little playmaking. He makes a lot of really heads up passes that, um, you know, in terms of just if you think about a good pass maintains momentum and a late pass kills momentum, OG is always adding momentum to the play by creating advantages for his teammates, making quick passes, immediate passes, the steals, the blocks. I mean, he's everything, man. It, Pascal, I mean, Pascal obviously is, you know, the number one guy, but OG right now, I'm not saying he's stepping into the number two. Clearly, the Kyle is a number two. Um, and, you know, the the real question is who's number three. It's most nights it's Fred. Some nights OG steps into that role. But the fact that we're even talking about OG sometimes, like a night like tonight where OG is a number two guy, what? I I mean, I mean even in preseason, I was looking at this guy. I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? He's a fourth or fifth option. He's gonna dominate in those roles, and he's gonna be great in those roles. And I I you know I I, I wish I could take that back because like. This guy, he's showing more and more every game. And as I said, uh, you know, after um, uh, the Sacramento win, when where OG was really fantastic in that game as well, uh, you know, just let, let's let's not put any more ceilings on him. Let's just see what he can do because clearly he has, you know, enough in his game where he's going to continuously make these sort of uh, proclamations seem irrelevant. To be honest, it's just, it's irrelevant. OG is growing at a pace where all expectations for him right now. Are unnecessary. Let's just see where he goes. Uh, he's he's brilliant. You know what I mean. He's like he's like a third grader that who all of a sudden starts like is introduced to finger painting. And he's just painting these masterpieces. And you're like, what's going on? We have a savant on our hands. And OG might just be a little bit of a savant. I don't know. He. I mean, again, it, it's the all around game that really intrigues me. The fact that he gives you 21 points, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block, five threes. He's shooting over 50% from the field. He's finishing very efficiently. Uh, his fouls are down. I mean, like, he was guarding Brandon Ingram, and Brandon Ingram is very good at the up fake, the DeMar up fake, and then lead into the defender for the free throws. He's good at those. Brandon Ingram is also just straight up a tough guy to defend. You know, Drew, Drew Holiday is a tough guy to defend. OG's out here. You know, he's guarding all these tough guys. Two fouls tonight. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's incredible. He's an incredible, uh, incredible prospect. And... Uh, I mean, it's eye-opening. Every game is eye-opening with OG. I, I love what I'm seeing. And then the other guy I really want to highlight is Norman Powell, who I've slagged on this podcast. You know, um, he has straight-up not been very good in a lot of these Raptors games. He was very good in the Pistons game, but, you know, whatever. Those the, the Pistons. And, you know, you can discount his game today against the Pelicans just by saying, well, a lot of it he came in the first half for the Pelicans, played no defense whatsoever, and the Raptors had 75 points at halftime, including 45 points in the second quarter. Holy, like, just respect yourself. Honestly, people pay money to come see you play basketball. Like, give some effort. Like, come on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Norm also trying to change the game. Like he was responsible for the Pelicans looking bad on defense just because he was working really hard to get open. You know, at first he was shaky to start the game. I'm not going to lie. When he first came in, he missed a three. He drove into the lane for a contested layup. He lost, uh, Lonzo ball for a three pointer after, you know, just sort of floating in no man's land and sort of, uh, you know, just falling asleep on the play. But Norm was sensational tonight. Sensational. 18 points, uh, four rebounds on 6 of 10 shooting, 2 of 4 from deep, 4 on the free throw line. You know, I don't know. I mean, we know where Storm excels. Like, if he can attack immediately off the catch and just catch the ball and go. Make a move, go. You see, you, before the defenders can set and build a wall around him, just go and attack. And he's explosive. He can get to the rim. He's quick. Uh, he can capitalize on open threes. And, you know. 
I don't know. Sometimes I wonder why we can't have this every night. Like, if why can't Norman Powell be like a a weird version of like the Brazilian Blur? Shout out Leandro Barbosa. You know, like why 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 can't he give you that kind of effort? I know Barbosa had a lot more. Like, he's a way better dribble, and he can sort of attack off the dribble. Barbosa is a way better player than Norman Powell. But like, you know, why can't he supply this type of energy and hustle? Like, even if we're just talking about leaking on in transition or like uh, getting yourself open for three pointers. Or uh, making a, a quick, immediate read and just going to the basket. I don't, I don't see why Norm can't do this more often. So, especially with uh, Ibaka out now, like the bench scoring just is non-existent. Like it, it needs to be Norman Powell giving you this much points. Uh, and so, you know, he's gonna really have to step up. And obviously, you know, with Kyle out too. I, again, Norm just has to fill in for the scoring role. I don't know if he can be reasonably expected to do all of it by himself. I don't think so. Obviously, Pascal's got to score more. OG's got to score more. Fred's got to score more. Everybody's got to score more. I mean, Mark Gasol, for all people, you have to score more. And we can talk about Mark. He's the only other negative points aside from injury. But, uh, yeah, you know, Norm has to uh, step up on that end. And then before I get to three stars, I really wanted to shout out Chris Boucher, who I've also sort of uh, talked down on on this podcast. I don't personally believe that highly of Chris Boucher's abilities just because I don't really see him having the right game sense but I mean today he was he was sensational like he made all sorts of plays all sides of the floor you got to give him a lot of love I mean the box score is not flattering because he was one of six and he honestly missed a couple of shots that he should have finished that end up being free throws anyway so those should have been and ones a lot of that is just him being you know uh, skinnier and so he wasn't able to finish with strength around the basket but, I mean, like, his hustle was really, you know, legitimately game-changing. Again, in that th- second quarter where the Raptors pulled away with that 45-point quarter, a lot of that was Boucher's energy that sparked the play. I mean, Boucher came up with a block. Boucher, uh, you know, rotated over and forced Holiday into a miss. That sparked a fast break. You know, Boucher came and flew, you know, flew in for a putback after Kyler missed a transition three. Boucher raced in and just uh, flushed it down and, you know, Boucher's making plays. And if he brings this type of energy every single game, and if the defenders are as sloppy as they were tonight, he's going to be able to, you know, make a positive contribution. And he's so long, he's so big, he's so quick for a big man that he can be disruptive just by playing with intense, incredible energy. And, um, you know, I wish the energy was in a more focused way where it could, you know, there's a sense of where he's going in addition to the fact that he's going to all these places. If he can have that, then he'd be a really, really good player and he would definitely be in the rotation. Uh, but, I mean, especially now with the Baca, Chris Boucher is going to really have to step up and uh, hopefully his energy, uh, you know, it continues in the way it was tonight. But I, I liked his energy tonight, so I feel like it really deserves a mention. Other things to note, Matt Thomas hit a, a three in J.J. Reddick's eye, and, it, it, you know, I, I, it brought great joy to my face. But uh, also, you know, Matt Thomas, defensively, I mean, oh, my God. Uh, it's, you know what it is? I think he's just not strong enough to hold his position right now because a couple times now he's losing shooters. And every time I see him lose a shooter, I go back and look, you know, I rewind the tape to see if there was, like, a, a breakdown. And usually it's not even a breakdown so much as, as the other guys are stronger than him, kind of pushes off, which is – Almost like every shooter pushes off before they try to get separation. Um, but like he just the, the offensive player just pushes off and Thomas just isn't strong enough to hold a position or at least just stay attached. Uh, and then he ends up being a little bit a, a step behind. You know, that that's on him, too. Like you got to improve your strength to, to play in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Thomas, you know, he hit the three in JJ's face. So uh, I'm I mean, very, very thankful for that. Um what else? Terrence Davis 
he's getting a Jacoperto whistle right now. I mean, he's I don't know, man. He had a hot start to the season. It was very promising. Preseason did some things, but in the last two games, Terrence has had more personal fouls than uh, any other. Uh, all the other box score tallies combined, I think he has uh, seven personal fouls in the last two games, and don't think he scored. Maybe has like two rebounds, an assist, and a steal. So, yeah, seven is uh, definitely one of four. That's that's unfortunate right now with with Terrence, but hopefully he plays through it because again, what these guys hurt. You know, everyone's got to slide up a role. Terrence has got to slide up. He's got to do a bit of more scoring and provide some energy. And I don't know. He looks a little bit lost with the bench. I don't know. Uh, obviously, he plays better with the starters. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's a little concerning. The only other thing I would say is with Fred, uh, he was he looked really slow tonight. Honestly, noticeably looked labored. He was missing a lot of very makeable shots. Like, when you compare what he did on opening night against the Pelicans, when he was spinning in these layups and he was scoring 34 points and looking like Kyrie Irving, you're like, whoa, he's about to take a step. But then... Since then, you know, he he landed on the cameraman, and then he's just been slowed down. Like, today, to start the game, it looked like he was in slow motion, like walking through quicksand. He just, he wasn't getting anywhere uh, off the dribble. And it was, you know, one of those nights where, yes, he had 11 assists, and that's actually kind of surprising. I guess a lot of that is just him passing to, you know, feeding the hot hand and Pascal. But it didn't really feel like Fred's playmaking was fully there in terms of he was breaking out of defense and setting someone wide, setting someone up wide open to be to score. Like, you know. Again, I don't want to knock someone's playmaking when he has 11 assists, but it just the eye test, it felt like he was real slowed and hampered by injury. And, man, I mean, if we're talking about Kyle being out and Serge being out and Fred being hampered by injury and we're talking about uh, Mark Gasol, you know, working his way back. Bro, Mark looked terrible today. Terrible, man. Just statuesque, you know. Uh, everything that we said to start the season when Mark was, you know, just giving us, like, pocket threes and – it just it wasn't going anywhere, and then you know the last couple of games he started to warm up. He started to you know shake the rust off. Even last game I thought against Sacramento, I thought, wow, look at him moving his feet on the perimeter, trapping guys, you know, looking for a shot, going into the basket, uh, rolling hard and getting fouled. I'm like, this is great, and all of a sudden, all that momentum is gone. All that momentum is gone. I don't know what happened in New Orleans, but man, uh, Mark was real slow today. But you know, you got Mark being slowed, and then you got even Pat McCaw. That even that 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 surgery is a pretty significant one. Uh, and you know, in terms of the rotation, when everyone's thin, then every other marginal loss is no longer marginal, and it is. It's a difficult situation, but at least you got Pascal giving you 44. You got OG giving you 21. And if we're going to take a step back and look at the grand scheme of things this season, I know we don't want to look at necessarily the big picture right now because what's the point? The Raptors have played like 10% of the season. They're 6-2. and two. Everything is, mo- for the most part, at least on the surface, good. But also, really, what, no matter what the results are this year, the point of this season is to see what you have with Pascal, OG, Fred, maybe Norm. And I got to say, on those ends, you know, they have been fantastic. They have been fantastic. Pascal and OG obviously being the two most important guys. Those two have been sensational. And so, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, uh, whether they win or lose, what I'm always more concerned about is what Pascal and OG are doing. And the two of them tonight combining for 65 points. Obviously, your are top two, uh, you're two of your top three stars of the night. Uh, Pascal, 44 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 17 to 28 shooting, 5 of 10 from the three-point line, only 5 of 5 from the free throws. Yo, can Pascal get some free throws again, man? What's going on, man? He took 28 shots and only got fouled three times, you're telling me? That, 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 I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But 
he was sensational. Number one star, obviously. Number two star, OJ Anobi, 21 points, 7 of 13 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3. Hit a pair of free throws, seven, uh, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block, plus 12 in 30 minutes. Excellent performance. And then, of course, Norman Powell off the bench. Yours is your third star, 18 points in 29 minutes, 6 of 10 shooting, 2 of 4 from deep, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, a steal, and get this, plus 28 in 29 minutes. Uh, just a great effort from Norman. I wish we could see him more consistently. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award for the random uh, opposing player that lit up the Raptors, I'm giving that to uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, the, 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 the Toronto boy. Yeah, uh, cousin of Shea Gilgis Alexander. What a story that is! Actually, it's just insane. It's it's like a, a mini version of uh, Tracy McGrady and uh, Vince Carter, except uh, you know they're not Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter, but they're cousins and they're both in the NBA and playing really well. Oh, at least Shea is. Uh, Nikhil has sort of been on and off, but yeah, today he was great. Thirteen points, uh, two rebounds, four assists. He really led the comeback um, for the Pelicans in, in the uh, fourth quarter there. He was giving the Raptors a ton of problems sort of operating the pick and roll. And, you know, he shot an air ball here and there. But I like the confidence that he's playing with. Um, and, and yeah, the quickness is is, is going to be a problem. So once he learns how to read the game and sort of learn how to play in a serious team that is in the Pelicans, uh, I think he's going to be great. And, you know, a couple years, I look forward to coming home to the Raptors. So that does it for the podcast. Again, it's uh, it's 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 bittersweet. It's bittersweet, you know. Uh, I wish I could just be here talking about how Pascal had a career high forty four, and that OG is you know the next Pascal Siakam. You know, like I, I would love to just focus on those things, but uh, unfortunately, Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka being out that that is a major major bummer and a huge huge losses, especially for a team that's already so short on depth, but. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Maybe the medicals come back, and they're actually it's not as bad as it looks right now. But uh, for now, it's it seems to be a bit of a dire situation. It could not happen on a worse time because they're on the longest road trip of the year. But you know, you just gotta roll with it. Whether you know you lose some games now, you lose some games later, you still play eighty two games. And as long as Kyle and uh, Ibak and Serge are healthy in the long term, and they come back within reasonable time, uh, you know the Raptors should still be okay. But it, 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 hopefully. They're okay, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, and if you do feel sad, you know, you can either, I don't know, go watch video of uh, Pascal scoring 44, or watch video of OG giving you 21, or I don't know, I mean, maybe if you're feeling real sad, uh, just, you know, Google Toronto Raptors Championship, and look at, I don't know, the banner, the rings, you know, the pictures that don't include Pascal, or sorry, the, the pictures that don't include Kawhi. You know, maybe look at uh, Fred Van Vliet's NBA Finals uh, highlight footage or Game 6 Kyle Lowry or Serge Ibaka Game 6 or Pascal Siakam Game 6 or, I don't know, that 26-3 to run against the Bucks in Game 6 of uh, the East uh, Finals. I mean, there's a lot of things as a Raptor fan that, you know, at the end of the day, the sky's not falling. Like, you know, it, it sucks to lose two guys, but you know, ultimately speaking, life is still very, very, very good, so... Thanks, everyone, for listening. The Raptors are now 6-2. and two. We'll see uh, how they survive the rest of the road trip. A bit shorthanded. I'll be here to recap all those games. And again, uh, if you are one of the people that enjoy listening to podcasts on YouTube, uh, every episode of the Raptors Reaction Podcast, this season will be syndicated on the Yahoo Sports Canada uh, YouTube page. So you can look for it there. Hit subscribe on the, uh, on, on the YouTube page so you can just get a notification every single time the podcast is live 
you can, I don't know, watch me in this sort of hostage setting. This is my office. Uh, I have other decorations, but I just decided to put nothing behind me. It, you wouldn't see it behind my giant head anyway. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to, you know, consume the podcast, find it there. And also, some people might have noticed that, um, yeah, me and uh, my buddy Josh Hart, not uh, of the Pelicans, uh, just of Rexdale, uh, have started a new podcast on the Rappers of Everything podcast feed. It is called the Rappers of Everything live call-in show, and that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. I'm inviting people to uh, call into the show and ask me questions about the Raptors, about basketball, uh, about Pacific Mall. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, ask, you know, me and Josh, will take, we're taking questions every Friday. It's between 3.30 and 4.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Again, you can watch that live on YouTube at the Yahoo Sports Canada page. So if you're looking for like a Friday afternoon, you're trying to wrap up work and leave early and you want to just put in your headphones so your your you know your coworkers aren't bothering you and asking you to go to some, you know, whack happy hour plans when you just want to go home and play FIFA or whatever. You know, uh, that's definitely just me, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, if if you're one of those people and uh, you want some content on a Friday uh, and you want to talk Raptors, uh, you know, that's where you can find it. And of course, if you want to, you know, talk raptors I'm, I'm more than happy to accept calls so call into the show again you can look for it every single friday the raptors over everything live call-in show uh and of course uh that's also being broadcast uh or it's it's being posted on the the podcast feed that you, you find the podcast on right now afterwards but you know it's more fun to call in watch live uh, interact with the show so uh do that and uh yeah thanks everyone for listening thanks again to kfc for sponsoring the podcast and i'll be back on Sunday, when the Raptors take on the Lakers, super shorthanded. Woohoo, that's going to be fun. Maybe. I don't know. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.